From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Board Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, the Renegade Express, taking your questions from the Tribal Council, our esteemed, valued members of Warchant.com. Wake Up Board Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. CPTallyBar.com is the website. Thursday means bingo night at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Show on up, win some money, have some fun, eat some great food, hang out with some really cool people. At the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Can't miss it. It's right next to the Aldi. Top floor, y'all. Top floor penthouse. Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. Thumbs up, please. Subscribe. That'd be cool. Subscribe to the website, $29.99. Takes you from this very moment until September 1st, which takes you right through spring football, Corey, which is oh so very close. Got lots mm. of questions about uh, our anticipation of what things might look like when spring football does start as part of the mailbag. But before we get to that, how are you, Corey? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How, I think people want to know how you're doing. Uh, how's how's the how's the love life? Just give us a 20 second synopsis. Any updates? No, no updates. Not good. Not oh, good, Bob. Uh, th- no updates at all is an update in and of itself. Correct. And not a good one. Correct. Okay. Sorry, buddy. Correct. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked. We should have had a pre production meeting <laughs> before I before I put you on the spot like that. My bad, buddy. My bad. Uh, it's all good. Uh, later today will be tour of duty. Nothing like waking up at six in the morning. Oh shoot, waking up like five in the morning to get to campus yeah. at six in the morning uh, to you know get you back on your feet, everybody. So we'll have uh, observations of that in tomorrow's show. I'm sure we'll have several of it uh, posted up on the website. Probably a I'm video really to stand up as well. I, I'm bummed that I'm missing it. I feel it. I can feel uh, you it. You know what I mean? The, I, I, the sadly, I'm in Atlanta. I'll be coming down later in the day. I just won't be able to get there quite in time to watch watch them all run around at six in the morning. But it sounds awesome. I've done it before. I bet it's going to be awesome, Aslan. You're going to have a good time. And as you're watching it, kind of picture you and I doing it and ask yourself if we could get through it. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like, look at it through that lens, not just, oh, man, Winston Wright looks good or, you know, oh, Jordan Travis is still fast or whatever. Um, l- look at it through the lens of could Corey and Aslan do it? All right. I will. I will. Uh, let's start off there then. Let's go to Mark in Naples, M. Adam CZ. Wake up. Were you guys able to get Corey into the tour of duty for a war chant video production? That would be epic. No, but I mean the uh, it's not over, man. We could we could always maybe see if we can shoehorn I something. I feel like it something. is over, right? Like well, yeah, aren't they is. done with it after uh, today? Yeah, because then they start usually, spring practice. Yeah, that's right. Because then we have the luncheon or whatever. Well, I mean, Josh Storms is always here. He can always put us through the paces. Maybe we'll do it in the summer when it's like really slow. You know, although we'll but be. But I in feel Omaha like it's going to so. be a tough ask to be like, "Hey, you guys, go out of your way to help us with this video for an hour." If they were out there anyway, doing it with their own guys, and we just happen to join in, I think would be the would be the better play. But look, we're going to be here for a long time. Uh, we're not going anywhere, so we can do it again next year. We'll 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 reach out and make it a make it a, if I'm still working out and in shape, we'll try to make it a possibility next year. I can't see you. I don't want to say regressing. I can't see you falling out of. Maybe you won't be running at this high of a temperature. You won't be redlining it the way you are right now. Right. Although vitamin energy is still going to be part of your daily repertoire. Mm-hmm. So who yeah. knows? I got but no man, choice with vitamin energy. Man, I'm I always was, redlining in the in the positive. Man, I was like going through trying to uh, put some video stuff together and needed to find, you know, just all of the different people that work at WarChant on camera. And, you know, just like I found the video of you and Norvell after, I mean, when you did the, the piece on him retrospectively yeah. looking at his fiery response to how do you talk to recruits about having an own four star and to see how much different you looked, man. And like how much, mm. I mean, I don't want to say you look better. Because then that feel say like that. It's you, fine. I mean, you do, you know. So yeah. um, I just imagine you you still see those, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to look like that again. So I, I feel like you won't, you know. Yeah, and Stephanie like probably doesn't want me to look like that anymore. Um, or my girlfriend up here in Atlanta, she definitely doesn't. Oh, hey, uh, we've had that. It's just getting stuff. Come on, we make that joke all the time. That's how we joke with each other. We joke about that. When I when I I actually uh, I sent her a uh, you know I was at a I was at the gym the other night, and I was like, all right, I haven't done this in like a month. Let me snap a pic 
after the workout, of course, because you got the muscles bulging, the vein popping out. And I sent it to uh, Stephanie, and her first response is, who else did you send that to? And I'm like, what's the matter with you? My buddies? It's like the only other person I've sent it to is you. Well, I I have to be honest. I did, and she knows this. I did send one to uh, Shanna. Just to, just Corey. for her to be proud of, just Corey. for her to be proud of her ex husband. I thought it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like a thirst trap. Like, hey, look what you're missing. She's married to a firefighter who's been in this kind of shape since they met. So it's not like she's gonna be like, oh, look at that. I just thought she'd be proud of like her son's dad getting in this kind of shape and maybe you know helping the son along. By the way, shout out to Brady. He did get his first high school base hit. Let's go on Tuesday. Uh, apparently, he missed four straight bunt signs. Mm. And then went ahead and swung away, uh, got that done for himself, and also dropped a pop-up in uh, the outfield for the first time, I'm going to say, since he was nine years old, which was bizarre. Like, it was just, because he's a really good fielder. That's his strength. And it just, I'm glad he got it out of the way. They finally won a game. Everything's ticking up in the Clark household. Okay. Okay. Mark asks, which newcomers are you guys most excited to see? For me, Mark, that is, Winston Wright, Jaheim Bell, tie. I want to mm. see what Winston Wright looks like after recovering from that injury, which that's what like it's uh, they'll when they go on spring break it'll be a year right or right about there. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to see how Jaheim Bell gives Mike's offense another layer and makes it even harder to defend. Also, who does Norvell race at the start of practice now that Big Coop has moved on? Robert Scott, love it. Ira, look forward <laughs> to uh, looking forward to the shows this week. You guys keep raising your game, go Knowles. I mean, I feel like you got to keep it. If he's going to do it, it's going to be another defensive tackle, but it's going to be one he thinks he can beat. Well, he could probably beat all the defensive tackles. He can't beat verse. He can't beat the defensive ends, probably. Uh, maybe Briggs. Huh. I think that'd be a good race. Yeah, yeah. Worthy adversary. The, who's the biggest kid on the team now? I'd like to see Kaniah Charlton and him do the race, but I think okay. he'll smoke Kaniah. Love you, also, I, I think the old linemen, the old linemen don't go to that end of the field. That's right. Yeah. So it'd be a short race. They would just do a, like a jumping jack or something because that's that's where they they stay. The offensive linemen stay there, and I do not think Alex Atkins would be cool with one of his linemen wasting his time sprinting a hundred yards in a meaningless race just to have to come back. Well, it's part um, of the culture, Corey. It's part of the culture. No, nah, I just feel like it's got to be a defensive lineman because that's where their drills are, all the way on the other end of the field. But yeah, it's a it's a good question. I guess we'll find out. Um, what Monday? Is it Monday? I think so. Tuesday? So the sixth, whatever the March sixth is. I mean it's right or it's five days from now. Uh four days from now. So uh yeah, we'll we'll find out next week who he's racing. Yeah, I probably should have the schedule memorized, but I just remember seeing the email two weeks ago. I'm like, I'll worry about it when it gets here. And it's like it's oh, definitely March sixth. I just You're right. What, it is. It is. Um what days they are. But I would say those are both good those are both good uh names. Uh, I, I am interested in what Jaheim Bell looks like just physically. Um, out there, Winston Wright, same thing. If he's a hundred, I assume he's got to be a hundred percent by now. We're close to it. What that yeah. looks like. Um, also, you know, I, I want to see the quarterbacks because Jordan Travis isn't going to be here forever, and I want to see. It, it won't really matter on March sixth, right? Like, what have they done in the last two months that would really? They're not newcomers, though, unless you're talking about Brock Glenn Corey. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, newcomers. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh. I don't know. Morlock. Man. I want to see more how Morlock moves yeah, around. How he moves six foot at seven. six seven. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I also want to see um really all the defensive linemen, just what they look like, the transfers that came in. Um what they look like. Obviously, uh, Fisk is the the bell cow, but uh the kid from Miami, uh Jackson, yeah. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what the other kid from South Carolina looks like, uh, because he's a big dude too, how he moves in that frame. Um, really all those guys on the line of scrimmage, on the defensive line of scrimmage. I'm I'm just it's not that you're gonna be able to see a lot the first couple days. It's not gonna you might not even get get to see a ton through most of the spring as far as team drills with those defensive linemen. Some, but probably not a ton. I just want to see what they look like and how they move. Yeah. And hopefully Braden Fisk doesn't have any kind of sling or anything. I don't think he will, but I want to see how close to full participation he'll be yeah. I, said, I, want, I don't want anybody in the peloton man I don't want any of these new dudes in the peloton like right be padded up go through everything is that man. a peloton they have over there in the corner no but actually that's what a, a peloton I guess apparently I don't know is it Italian or something or French it's actually like a group of bicycle riders like I mean that's when you're yeah like a like a, a flock that's of true geese but it's or whatever it's called or whatever a gaggle of geese like that's what you call a bunch of bikers together you call them a peloton so that corner of the practice, I've just kind of dubbed the Peloton because 
there's an exercise bike, but it's not a Peloton, but it's usually guys stretching right. out and just cycling. And it's just such a, I don't know, it's just a, it's a, it's a pit of despair, that corner. It's like, ah. It would be cool if they did have a real Peloton in there and they were doing like, uh, they were doing like an hour training session Come with their on, favorite you trainers. You can do this. <laughs> be funny. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see all these guys. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to really kind of pick one on out, but yeah, Winston Wright too. Let's see just how dynamic he can be because again, he was the most accomplished receiver yeah. they brought in last season. Oh, by far, and didn't by far. Get the play. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Uh, we'll, Gloss by this one a little bit. We'll kind of save some of these conference-centric ones, I guess. Well, we'll go to this one. We'll, we'll read it right now. Noel Boyo 2. We had a town hall live. Gene Williams, other dignitaries uh, throughout the ACC joining to talk about the future of the conference. Check that out. So, Well, Ira, he counts. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know Ira was on yeah. it, too. Uh, yeah. Shout out. What SEC school and Big Ten school has the chance of being a rival when Noel Boyo 2 says when Florida State relocates. Thank you guys for all that you do and bringing good vibes to all the listeners. Support the sponsors, Warchan TV, the personalities, and the new collectives. Go Knowles. Yeah, so let's go Big Ten first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got to figure it would be like if they go to the Big Ten, Miami or Clemson, or maybe both, would have to be a part of the package. So it would still be one of them, but like a new Big Ten member. Yeah, he said excluding Clemson in my oh, okay. So a new one. <clears throat> um, Ohio State. Yeah, but you won't be their rival because they already got one. What about Penn State? Penn Ooh, State doesn't really yeah. have a rival yeah. anymore. You know, Ohio State, Michigan's a thing. Right. Like USC, UCLA is a thing. Florida State, Penn State. Is not a thing, but Penn State doesn't have one, really. I mean, I know they care about all those games, but Florida State-Penn State would be a cool matchup every year. Yeah, I still think, and there's enough of us over the age of 40 that have like that paternal Bowden rivalry still that will kind of carry with us for probably the rest of our time on this planet. So that could live and breed. Yeah. Yeah, we all remember the, uh, the whatever Orange Bowl. Bowl that was. The Blockbuster Bowl in 90 and then the Orange Bowl in uh, whenever that was, 2005, yeah. six, Maybe the yeah. January 2005 2006. season, 2006 yeah. calendar year. Yeah, man. So uh, I, I think that would be a natural. That's um, the right two, answer. Two football yeah. powerhouses. I Wisconsin, maybe two. Hmm. It would be, I would say it's one of those two. Um, and then for the SEC, you really could pick one, right? Right. It's who like wouldn't? It, who wouldn't make sense? I was going to say yeah. they all Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Like who's LS? Who's LSU's real rival? And Bama, but then again, right, Bama's but Bama's got rivals. Auburn. Iron, yeah, Iron Bowl. So who like Florida State and LSU would be a cool yearly annual matchup? I Are, think. Yeah. They they play for a trophy when they play against Ole Miss, the Magnolia Bowl, Magnolia Bowl trophy. And then I think they play for a boot or something when they play Arkansas. But those, yeah, outside yeah. those fan bases, no one talks about that being. Nobody cares. Yeah. And like Ole Miss has bigger rivals, Mississippi State, right. Arkansas is, uh, you know, I don't know, Costco. What's Walmart's A&M. biggest rival? A and M, right? And the, um, the Southwest I don't know. Classic. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I think LSU doesn't. They're not the number one rival. I don't think of anyone. Hmm. Uh, and they, but they wouldn't be with Florida State either. I mean, again, they already have a the rival in the SEC yeah. if they if they move there. So it's a good question. I think the Big Ten. You look at FSU, Penn State every year is a pretty appealing matchup. Yeah, right. LSU, FSU, the battle of I ten. Mm, there you go. Capital cities clashing. Uh, let's go to S Quinn. S Quinn sixty seven. Wake up. Wake up. What a fantastic weekend for FSU Athletics. It started with the Board of Trustees throwdown and continued with wins all around. Things mm. are feeling back to normal with football and the diamond sport setting the tone in men's basketball. Well, it was a nice run. Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah, they lost the op- uh, not the opener. They lost the uh, home finale against North Carolina yeah. on Monday night. We haven't talked since then, but they, they almost rallied back, Corey. I, I saw a little bit of despair creeping over Ira because he was – Typing out a story. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you didn't learn Corey's lesson that he had to learn the hard yeah. way doing the mm-hmm. Miami game. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, he didn't have to rewrite the he, whole thing. He didn't. He did not. No. I'm looking forward to making it into town for the spring game. My son will be taking his official FSU college tour that Friday. Oh, All nice. Right. Congratulations. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't. I guess he hasn't chosen it yet. Or does that mean he has chosen it and he's just doing the 
Is that like an orientation or is he just touring other campuses? Yeah, good and, question. And, and an official college tour too. I mean, it's like I guess if you just sign up and they have like a, a guide with you, that's considered the official tour, right? As right. opposed to like you just taking your son yourself. So, um, who knows? Maybe he's weighing offers the Harvard and stuff too. He just wants to double check, do his due diligence. So, he's got a question for us, Corey. He says, if you had to list the five most important people all time to FSU baseball, to the FSU baseball program, who would you choose? Hmm. Have a great week. Jeez. Um, hmm. It's probably, hmm. probably the two guys who, whose name are on the stadium and the field. Yeah, you know, Hauser was only the coach for a year. He was only the head coach for a year. Um, now, he was an All-American here, and he's a huge name. Um, but when they were good, was it Stallings that was before Hauser? Um, that really made one of or Woodward. Yeah, maybe Woodward. Woodward. One of them got them to the whenever that national championship game that they lost to USC was, um, and they were really good in the seventies. Really, to pretty good to really good. Obviously, Mike Martin is number one. Um, and geez, JD Buster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devin Travis now maybe just because him being here by virtue made his brother want to come here. Well, but was that good for Florida State baseball? That's, I mean, you know, you see, he, he played in the league. He was Florida like State a, athletics overall. Yeah. Well, they've had a bunch of dudes that have played in the league, and I love Devin. I don't think I'd put him in the in the top five. I I think um, it was Woody Woodward, by the way, before. Okay, Hauser. so yeah, I'd put. I, I again, I know Hauser was here for. A, uh, he played, and I and he was an assistant, um, but I think he was only the head coach for a year, and then he got uh, swooped up by the Yankees, and then that's when Mike Martin came. Um, yeah, that's a hard one, man. It's a hard one because it's like when you don't when you haven't won a national championship, it's because if they had won a national championship say in 1986, well then you'd say Richie Lewis or Luis Alisea, one of the stars of that team that helped them win their championship. Like but when Lloyd. they got close, yeah, they never yeah, Loined, they never won one. So it's like I don't know how do you differentiate between James Ramsey and Eduardo Perez? are DJ Stewart and Devin Travis. Like, they were all really good players that made it to the league that won a lot of games. Paul Wilson was the number one overall pick. Um, that's, yeah, man, that's a, it's, a, it's a hard one. Oh. But does Dion count? No. Okay. I don't know that he did anything. He didn't do much for the baseball team. Uh, it was cool that Bowden let all his players play baseball. Um, so that was cool. And some of them did it just so they didn't have to do mat drills which was smart, but they were good ones. I mean, Ronald Lewis started in the College World Series. Dion did. Um, T-Buck played some. Danny Cannell played some. So they they had some. Uh, Jameis Winston clearly was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Chip Baker? What about Neoporty? Does Chip Baker get thrown in there? He's been here you forever. Know, sure, I'll throw Chip Baker in there. He's been around forever, and he's still a part of the program. He's yeah. still he's still helping uh, you know clean the field before practice and, and helping, uh, you know, I guess like you don't mulch whatever home plate is, but sweep all the dust off it or whatever because it's turf. Yeah. It, oh, by the way, I found out Aslan that it, they use like uh, crushed Pitted up olives. olives. Yeah, olive. Yeah. Pits. How about that? Yeah. That's it. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, Chip Baker. Let's put he coached. He's been the director of baseball ops. He's been a part of this program for uh, going on forty years, and they've been really good, uh, really the whole time he's been here. So I'd also need, I'd also say Quincy Neoporti for the uh, bat toss against Florida. Does meat get any consideration? I'm yeah, thinking. it's the same. It's the same thing though. Yeah, because he was an assistant for twenty years, and they were good those twenty years. I mean, he probably yes. I would say that the reason they stayed competitive, in my opinion, throughout the the two thousand tens, was because of Mike Martin Jr. And um, so he made this. He he kept it. Uh, I don't want to say afloat, but he kept it close to elite or, or helped. I shouldn't say he did it. He helped keep them close to elite uh, to the point where they have two down seasons with him as head coach. Link Jarrett still wants to come coach. So, you know what I mean? Like Florida State never fell off the map, never came close to falling off the map. They made the College World Series in, in 11s last year, and Meat had a lot to do with that. So even though they haven't been what we've wanted them to be, they've still been competitive enough. They kind of lucked into one in 19 they didn't luck into it. They went and won the games in Athens and Baton Rouge, but still, it wasn't a team that played well. But yeah, I, I would say, yeah, you'd probably put Mike Martin Jr. in there just because he was there for 20 years and he was there for a ton of wins. What about McDougal? 
Yeah. Because that record will never be broken. I don't know that he did a lot for Florida State baseball in the sense that, you know, they didn't win a title. Um, I don't know that a bunch of people came to Florida State because of Marshall McDougal. Um, That's always my, when when you talk about Florida State football and the most important people in that, uh, on that, in that program's history, I always want to include Dion because Dion made it really cool to come to Florida State. Dion beget Terrell Buckley, who beget Corey Sawyers, and on and on and on, where, where I don't know that Marshall McDougal had that impact, but man, six home runs and 16 RBIs in one game is pretty awesome. And that's a cool, that's a cool record that Florida State has that will never be broken. Energize your day for seven hours or more and get some vital nutrients and minerals with Vitamin Energy. VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code is WarchantBogo, B-O-G-O. Add something into your cart. Get something free just because of that promo code because those folks are Florida State grads, and they Mm -hmm. like you, so help them out maybe as well. Tried out the Focus Plus Corey Mango. Big citrus guy. Uh, is mango, mango's got to be citrus, right? It's citrusy. It's tropical. Maybe it's yeah, not citrus. Sure. Big big citrus guy. The mango is delicious. And I've, I feel like the Focus actually has a little extra oomph. I feel like it does. Um, but delicious. And okay, good. absolutely crushed it Monday in the gym. Monday is maximum effort upper body day. I do not step in the, inside the gym unless I've had half of my vitamin energy. And, and I've figured it out. I've, I've dosed myself properly. I haven't bought a syringe yet to do it. But basically, mm. I just kind of eyeball half of it, and I'm good to go. Now, imagine, I folks, if you, took, if you took half of a bottle of this, yeah. and then you did the buy one, get one free. You'd be set for months for just a small nominal fee. Check it out, vitaminergy.com, promo code WarchantBogo, B-O-G-O. You Corey, should you do the focus for uh, Tour of Duty uh, yeah. later on Ooh. today. You should get up and get ready for that. You're going to need some energy, so do you want to be focused watching those? Maybe not. Maybe uh, I'm definitely going to do it for the spring game. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the. That's probably when I'll debut it as the focus for the spring game because that's what I, that's will be my go-to during the uh, during Saturdays in the fall. So it'll be a good test drive. I'm gonna take eight hours sleep on Wednesday night though, so I can be out and then wake up refreshed. Although it might be risky, maybe I'll actually sleep too long. We'll see mm, how it goes, yeah. everybody. It's called a tease. It's gonna be great though. Check out vitaminenergy.com. Promo code is WarChant B O G O Bogo. Buy one, get one free. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to our regularly scheduled programming, football. It's Marlon down in Miami. Gentlemen, I don't need to see anybody on this offense to step up. I just need them to be in shape, do their work, stay healthy. All the questions, in my mind, are on the defense and the kickers. How will the secondary shape up? Things like that. How will the linebackers step up? And are we going to go for it on every fourth down because we still don't have a kicker that can hit a 40-yarder consistently? Love you guys. So really not a big question there. That's a good point, though, about going back to Mark's question about the newcomers, though. Oh, Our man yeah. Keltner. Isn't that his yeah, name? Yeah. Keltner? Look at you, Corey. Yeah. Let's see what... Uh, now, ask me who the kicker was in 90, and I can tell you. But the kicker that's on the team right now... Clark, Tyler. Clark, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Keltner. Um, TK. Uh, TK yeah. Part 2. Richie Andrews, shout out. Um, I, I would say uh, that would be something to monitor, right? Because yes. it's not like Fitzgerald has a strangle lock on that job. By any means. And I do think whoever performs well in practice, like last year, it would have taken, you know, he was fine in practice. He had some horrible misses, but, you know, so did his backups. Um, It it would have taken a Herculean effort from one of those backups to prove they could be really good um, in those pressure moments that Norvell tries to create for them to win the job from Fitzgerald. In practice, I mean. They might have won it from default if he just kept missing. But to, to wrestle it from him in practice, they would have had to have been incredible, and he would have had to have been awful. That's not the case going in here. This, I think, is a straight-up open job where they're both starting on the start line together. And it's whoever's going to be better. Now, look, it's not going to be decided in March and April. It'll be decided in August. But I do think this is a real competition for the, for the kicker job. They did oh, not bring absolutely. him in to just hold a clipboard. I assume kickers hold clipboards, right? No, they didn't come. You could... 
probably say they didn't bring him the hold on PATs. They oh, there you go. They the yeah, that's right. They kick. brought him in to kick. Yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good call, Marlon, as well as you, uh, Corey, for remembering Tyler's name because I certainly mm. did not. Part of Marlon's being a little jokey here about are we going to go for it on every fourth down because we don't trust our kicker. So not to go too far off on a tangent here, Corey, but Major League Baseball, I, I saw a graphic on ESPN. I was – you know, just moving around the house, had it on, but just wasn't paying all that much attention about, is it going to happen? Or they're talking about maybe limiting only two pickoff attempts per at bat. Oh no, it's happening. It's, it's one of the rules. Oh, I love that. I think they should do that for football. I think you should be limited to like two fourth down attempts, like each half, <laughs> maybe, maybe fourth quarter. You can go for broke because you're losing or whatever, or you need to be down by certain. They need to put that as a variable. I'm sorry. You should be able, you should be able to go for fourth down every time. You shouldn't be able to hmm. do it. You shouldn't be able to do it. They need that's to find odd. Some. That's an odd. That's an odd uh, analogy to draw. Um, but hey, man, we you I I, I like that you want to see like old school 1980s football where it had to be fourth and an inch on the other teams. 44 are in for for anybody to go for yeah. on fourth down. Yeah. I mean, defense was a part of the game back then. Like, you, you did your thing. Three and out. That was a thing. Now it's like... How about you could do what the uh, XFL does, the new XFL, and if you score a touchdown to get the ball back instead of onside kicking it, you get the ball at your own 25-yard line, or 20-yard line, I think, and it's fourth and 15. And if you convert it, you keep the ball from wherever you completed the pass. Are you serious? That's a thing? And if, and if you don't convert it, the other team gets the ball where you tried, to, where you tried the pass oh. from. Yeah, no, that's a thing. Oh, man. I don't yeah, know. I got some that's, rules. I got some rules there. It's That's actually kind of that's kind of neat. But, again, anything that gives these coaches the option to hold on to the ball longer than, they, than they're, you know, uh, justifiably allowed to, they'll do it. So I don't want to see that happen. Well, you will, though. It's not going away. Uh, and I do – it is a good – like, you know, when you're at the 30 and it's fourth and five or less – with this offense, it'll be interesting to see if he changes. Now he's he's pretty aggressive on fourth downs. He's not he's not Lane Kiffin, but he's pretty aggressive. I'd like to see how much more aggressive he gets this season, with so many guys coming back, uh, knowing that you have one of the best offenses in the country. It's just going to be hard to give the ball back to the other team yeah. without scoring a touchdown. Um, so it, it it'll be interesting to see what he does um, moving forward in twenty twenty three as far as his fourth down math. And when he goes for it, he's kind of all over the place. Like sometimes he'll go for it on his own 40. Um, sometimes he'll punt it at the other team's 40. Both, I can't both remember him fourth punting. And four. on, I, 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 have, I remember there was a Syracuse play where it was like fourth and five on their side of the field. I just remember it because Mark Easton Douglas was wide open and could have caught it and run for 20 yards, but he caught it and like cradled it into the fetal position instead. And they ended up punting it. Um, and, you know, they downed it inside the five and then they got the ball back and went and scored. So it worked out. And when you've got a punter, when you've got a punter that's really, the Master Motto is not a great punter by any stretch, but he is good at pinning, like pinning it inside the 10 or 15 yard line. Mm. That also changes the math too. Like, I don't know how many touchbacks Master Motto had last year, but it wasn't many. It might've been one or two. He's really good on the other side of the 50. And if you make a team start at their own five, Chances are you're going to get the ball back and get it back in good field position. I'm wondering, maybe they need to limit the amount of fourth down attempts you can do based on like field position, like if the plus side of the field, something like that might do it. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to do that. That kind of is more a fundamental part of the game. Pickoffs are, you know, they're they're same thing, but they're trying. It's it's not like you have a competitive advantage or disadvantage by. Well, I guess you do when it comes yeah. to pickoffs. Well, once you've done um, two, then you know, like, all right, man, he can't do it, you know? No, you you can do it. You can try to pick off a third time, but if the person gets back safely, like if you pick him off, he's out on the third try. But if you try to pick him off a third time and he's safe, he it's an automatic second. balk and he goes to second. Okay, good, good, good. It's a cool rule. I like, man, I love what baseball's doing. I, just no more shift. The pitch clock, the hitter clock. The Let's shift get is back illegal? To... Yeah, oh yeah. Let's... That's all. I'm going to maybe yeah. watch baseball again. Yeah, yeah. Man, left-handers are going to be able to... Batting average is going to be over 300 because you're go. not going to... The the worst thing in the world is seeing a dude rip a ball up the middle. Rip a... It's been a hit my whole life. Yeah. My whole life, that's a base hit. That's how you're supposed to hit. And there's a shortstop standing right there for a 6-3 double play. 
It's like, man, this isn't, this sucks. This isn't what Abner Doubleday had in mind. Come on, gang. So I'm glad they're doing, I'm glad they're doing this. I know a lot of people have the counter argument is like, if you're a better hitter, if the whole left side of the infield's open, just hit it to the left side of the infield. But clearly it's not that easy because these guys all want to get hits and they weren't. So I, I love that they're doing this. I think it'll make the game more watchable for sure. And that's talking baseball with Corey and Asla. <laughs> we did. Alex Mastromano, three touchbacks last season. That's not bad. No, no, no. How many does it say how many inside the twenty? Yeah, fourteen. Does it go inside the ten? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I bet so he was probably he probably I bet and he had thirty four punts. So 34, 14 were inside the 20, only three touchbacks. Uh, that's not bad, man. That's three out of 17. Uh, let's say that he's he probably had eight inside the 10. That's not a bad percentage. Three out of, uh, only eight out of 11 not being touchbacks. That's a pretty good percentage. What do you think PC would stand for, for a punter's stats? Punts caught? <laughs> I was going to, I was trying to make up something, uh, smart for uh what does it mean to run over the first down what does it mean to run over the line of scrimmage and then punt it anyway <laughs> but, but I, I can't I, I couldn't do it with those initial with pc oh, um i don't know like punt yeah probably punts caught like how many of his punts were caught right. what's the what's the number nine could that be right only nine times uh hit one of his punts was that can't be like right. fair, fair catches like fair caught yeah well, that would be FC. Anyway, who knows? I will say that, love them, but Seminoles.com, their stats sometimes are a little bit dubious. But I'm on there. I'm on the official website looking at it. I probably should have just gone Noel fan, but I didn't. Old dad's a Noel. Wake up. Off-season talk. Last year, this time, we were talking about six to eight wins with Jordan Travis. Three, maybe a few more if we lost them. Fast forward a year. And his 10 wins are bust with him, in my opinion, he says, parenthetically. Yeah, yeah. 10 wins are bust, absolutely. Well, 11. Rob calling it a bust. Where, though, do you think we would land if we lose him game one for the season? Oh, geez. Don't put that out there. And who's the quarterback by year's end if that does happen? Cheers, old dad. I think it's Tate. Absolutely, um, it's definitely Tate. I'd be shocked, but it'd be good though. One. Like if if Tate were to if it's if it's AJ Duffy by the end of the year, if this were to happen in this scenario, and Tate doesn't get hurt, then I think you feel really really good about what AJ Duffy can be. I don't know if he's going to make that kind of jump though. That that'd be yeah. But doesn't that imply that you've had a pretty bad year if you've had to re- go to your if if Tate didn't get it done? Well, I'm saying if, he... if if they both got hurt, if Jordan got hurt and then Tate got hurt, and then you're, if you're if you're Chubba purdied. You, or I'm sorry, Brock Purdy, where you know Garoppolo gets hurt, Trey Lance gets hurt. That's how you end up on your third string guy, not because of uh, in you know. Well, why would, but that wouldn't production. be good for Florida State if you're on your third string quarterback because of injury, right? You're right. All right, I apologize. All right, my, Go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just I I think that if if AJ Duffy is playing in 2023, like meaningful reps. Okay, you're right. Um, beyond. It, obviously Jordan gets hurt in this scenario, but Tate just underperforms. That's not a great sign. That's not, but it would be at least you would. And then obviously the, the QB competition is completely open for 2024, but it will be anyway. But you yeah, mean, I, I liked what I saw from Tate um, in the, obviously in the second half of the Louisville game. I just, I don't think you can put a price tag on what that does for the confidence to do that in a game. Like that's still in there. He knows he did that. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't some fever dream, and it didn't really, I mean, it happened. He went and won a game on the road in the ACC on a Friday night and made some big boy plays. And so he has that now. He has that belief in himself now. And I thought when he got into the game the rest of the season, now they were never, um, you know, there there was never any drama to him, and he wasn't even allowed to throw that much. I just thought he had a, a different look about him. Like he, he looked more confident and comfortable in a game. He looked like he did in practices. And I just think now that he's proved that he can do it under the lights, I just I think that he could be a serviceable to actually good college quarterback if he got the opportunity. Um, so that being said, if he gets the opportunity and falls on his face, uh, that's really bad for Florida State uh, in this scenario. But Jordan ain't getting hurt, so we don't have to worry about it.
Oh, man. I, st- I still win nine games, right? Eight. They still win eight games if that happens. I would Old think so. There. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah. I mean, unless it's just it's bad, bad. Like if Rodemaker just, you can't, if it looks like it did, um, you know, when did he play? Duquesne? Right. And then the first throw against Louisville, if it looks like that and it's just a train wreck, then you can lose a lot of games if you don't have a service. But I just, I don't, I think Norvell and Atkins are too good. Tokars too are too good to have subpar quarterback play from a guy that's been in the system this long. At worst, it'll be serviceable. And it could be, you know, scintillating. Probably not, but it could be good. I think they're good. I think the offense is too good to have a quarterback that is a uh, train wreck. I think they could be serviceable to solid. And if you have a serviceable to solid quarterback with all these pieces on the offense around them, if they're healthy, yeah, I think you, I mean, obviously you're not going to win them all the games you would have won with Jordan, but, you know, it, it probably cost you a couple losses maybe. What does that say about the program? That, again, for the for this exercise here, that if you were to lose your starting quarterback, you still think that your his war is only maybe two in this situation. Is it you feel so good about what this coaching staff is? Is it you feel so good about the roster overall that – people can pick up the slack or is it the schedule's pretty manageable? Yeah. I think more than manageable. I, I think I would, I would paint it like this. The last seven games that Florida state played in 2022, if Tate Rodemaker had been the quarterback, they won what they win six in a row. Yes. Didn't they close out with six? So let's say, sorry, the last six games they played. If Tate Rodemaker had been the quarterback, I think they go four and two. Fair. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't think they beat Florida. I don't think they beat Oklahoma. And I think that that's that sim that would similarly play out in 2023, where there are some teams you're just going to be so much better than than a solid quarterback play. I mean, what what Jordan throw? There was like one game he. I mean, Miami threw for like 180 yards. There was another game he completed like I don't know. Was it Syracuse or somebody? Yeah. It was like 21 to 23 for yeah. 170. Yeah. Like he wasn't throwing for a gazillion yards in all those games. I think. Some of the stuff Jordan did against Syracuse, Tate could have done. Most of it, actually. Um, just, you know, the Florida stuff, no. And then the Oklahoma in the second half, no. So that's that's the line of delineation. The weekend is here. You're like, what do I do with my hands? There's no football, no NFL on. It's all right. There's opportunities to win. It won't stop. All over at mybookie.ag. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games or the events more exciting, mybookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. It's easy. Go to mybookie.ag, promo code WARCHANT. Get a bonus of up to $2,000 depending on how much you deposit. Again, the promo code is WARCHANT. Gives you extra funds to play with. Uh, long live or RIP Jake Paul this past weekend. Mm. Fury's uh, brother took him out. So another big time showdown, Corey. I think maybe in Vegas this one, though. John Bones Jones, he's back. Chandler Jones's brother. Uh, he's the betting favorite against Cyril Gagne. He's he's moving up in weight classes, Corey. As you move down in weight classes, John Jones moving up in weight classes. So if you think... He's a heavyweight now, right? Yes, yes. And it's been a long layoff, a long, long layoff. But he is the betting favorite. The over-under is four and a half rounds. It's a championship five-round matchup. So... There's options there for you folks. There's props on this stuff, too, all over at mybookie.ag, where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Can I give a tip on that one, Aslan? Sure. Quick? Yeah, man. It only goes five rounds, right? Yes. Yes. And the over-under is four and a half? Yes. I mean, I just feel like at the heavyweight division, and I know absolutely zero about MMA, UFC, all that stuff. I would just think odds are pretty good that it would go under four and a half rounds, right? Under is the plus side of the betting side, too. Yeah, the over under. So it's supposed to go to the cards? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. I would have just thought. um, Trust your instinct, Corey. No, trust your instinct. Yeah, all right. Okay. Just seems like the math of it would be there's there's a better, obviously, a better chance of it ending before it goes the distance. But I could be wrong. Like maybe most heavyweights, heavyweight bouts go the distance. I don't know, but you got a guy that. Hasn't fought in a decade. Well, when was the last time John Jones was in the ring? Oh, sorry, sorry, gang. The octagon, <laughs> and uh, and the, and he's the favorite. So the guy he's fighting can't be that good. Oh, well, yeah, I just feel like it sets itself up that the dude that hasn't fought in a long time gets gets caught, or he catches the guy that's not very good. 
Well, it's no. branding. It's his name. He's recognizable. You know, All that's right. why. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. All Man, right. he, he last fought February 8th, 2020. Mm, right before COVID. Yeah. So, been a minute, y'all. But, hey, go to mybookie.ag if you got a, a hunch. Use the promo code WARCHANT. Wrapping it up, last few here of the day. We'll be back tomorrow again. We'll have some observations from Tour of Duty, which is the winter workouts, the conditioning that they do at Florida State. Used to be called, what, fourth quarter drills some places, uh, the chase in some mm, corners. Yep, yep. But uh, we digress. Let's see here. Who want to talk about? Uh, let's go to this one first, I guess. Nolway 85, wake up, boys. Is it more likely that college football becomes a professional league where players get paid by the university or businesses and the businesses license the name, image, and likeness of the college athletes like they do in professional soccer? That would open the door for FSU to leave the ACC. It seems like with the California bill ready to pass this year, that wants to pay players and the out of – by the way, real quick side note, Corey, sidebar, the California bill, that's – the players getting some sort of portion of the revenue they create, like the television money, I think. Yes? No? Oh, do we know? I don't know. Okay. Nope. I'll, I'll research it here quickly. Um, with that bill, an out-of-control NIL market as the only reasonable long-term solutions. Once this happens, I believe all of the half-rear-ended programs like Boston College, Syracuse, who have no real interest in playing big boy football, will be forced to be relegated to a different league. What say you? I mean, I agree. That's that's what it would be like. Look, man, it would be like um, with Boston College getting the same money as Florida State. Quite frankly, Vanderbilt and Kentucky getting the same are getting more money than Florida State would be like the Orlando Guardians making the money that the Dallas Cowboys make. They they don't play the same sport and they're not trying to accomplish the same things. T Bucks out here trying to win the X Bowl or whatever they call that thing. The Cowboys are trying to win a Super Bowl. Florida State is trying to win a national championship. Boston College is trying to just get through the season with no tailgaters and having drawing, a, I don't know, 25,000 to a game. They play different sports. Same with Vanderbilt. They don't want to be, they don't want to have a game where Georgia swallows up 75% of the seats in their stadium, which happens every other year. They're not, they're not trying to do the same things. So if you're not trying to do the same thing that Florida State is, get out of the way. I'm all about it. I mean, I, I wasn't. I hate that this is where the sport is, but this is where the sport is. Um, and yeah, we, we talked. We talked about it earlier, but there was the we. You know, War Chant. Go on there if you didn't. If you didn't watch it on Wednesday night, uh, there's a roundtable with Jeff, Ira, Gene, and Tom um, talking about the Florida State's place in the landscape of college football. Um, so go watch it. Um, in all transparency, we're recording this before they they recorded um, or they went live. But I'm going to trust that it's great because War Chan is great, and those guys are all smart. So it should be uh, really well done and really informative and interesting. But that's, it's all going to the same place. Like, what the end game seems to be the, the end game, right? No matter how you want to slice it, whatever the California bill is, um, whatever they relegate these, whatever they decide to do with the Boston Colleges and the Wake Forest of the world, at the end of the day, it's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC, maybe both at 20 teams, competing for national championships. Right, Aslan? So you, you've got 40 teams. The NFL right now has, what, 30, 32? 32. That's where you're going to be. You're going to be 40, maybe 50. Maybe there'll be some um, group of five teams that sneak into the playoff every year, but they're not really competing for championships. They're just doing the best they can. But that's, that's the end goal, is to just get to where you're all on the level playing field through the TV revenue, and it's just going to go, it's going to be year to year. There's going to be a ton of parity. It's gonna. It's not gonna be the same five teams every year. By the way, I looked it up real quick, apropos of nothing, just because I, I mentioned it on headlines, but I just got pretty sick of seeing some stuff on Twitter from North Carolina media. You know how many uh, how many ten win seasons North Carolina's had in the last hundred and seven years of college football? Yes, yes, three, seven. In a hundred since nineteen fifteen, they've had seven. Do you know how many Florida State has had since 2010? Which hasn't exactly been a banging success for this program. Oh, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And then this past year, however many that is? Seven. Florida State, in a decade that wasn't great. Now, it did include a national championship, but it also included the biggest dip in program history. 
has as many 10-win seasons as North Carolina has had since 1915. And I saw a tweet about a guy's like, can you imagine North Carolina with that Big Ten money? Man, North Carolina's been on a level playing field because the, the whole playing field was level forever. And they did jack squat. Why would it be any different when they're in the Big Ten getting their teeth kicked in by Ohio State, Michigan, and USC? North Carolina is always going to be North Carolina. They don't matter in football. It sucks. It seems like everybody wants them to be a sleeping giant. Maybe they're just dead. They're not sleeping. They're just dead. And they've always been dead. Uh, you know, so it's like it, Florida State matters. And, the, and football is the only sport that matters. And I think that what they need to do is get rid of the dead weight, man. Boston yeah, so what, College, NC State, they have never competed for national championships, not even close. And that's all that matters right now, man. What's going on out there? So are people upset at Florida State for kind of trying to assert themselves? I, I yeah, feel of like course. I've seen some Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Florida like, State what, isn't necessarily – I think Florida State, is, we're being selfish, which we're right to do. Sure, it's Florida also, State. But also it's like, hey, self, save yourselves, everybody. Like this yep. conference is not a good fit if you care about football. Like if you want – we should all be able to leave. Like – and basketball, they'll be fine. I mean, I don't know how upset you would be if you're a uh, North Carolina fan. Like, oh, well, I don't want to see the ACC. You would not. You'll be you fine. Would, and and Duke fans will... are not going to be upset if they never play football again. If they join the Big East and just play with Marquette in basketball. They do not care about football. They have proven that throughout our whole lifetimes. They do not care. And yeah, so it, it just bothers me that people, uh, and people I like, people in the media in North Carolina that I like, bring up the fact that Florida State hasn't been good for a while. They haven't carried their weight for a while. Miami's never carried their weight. What happens? And it's Corey, like, man, if, what about y'all's weight? Well, y'all haven't carried anything forever. What if Florida State would not have if if they would not have dipped? What changes? Like what nothing. we think? We Zero. Think, Nothing would change with this TV contract. That's and ridiculous. also what what if you're if you're a North Carolina media member that thinks Florida State's being selfish? You obviously you're a North Carolina media member, so football doesn't matter that much to you. And I get it. That's not a shot. It's just the truth. Basketball drives the media in that in that state. Again, real um, quick, Corey, if I could, on Monday we were covering the North Carolina basketball game, and they actually travel a lot of their media to cover the yes, basketball team. Correct. And they're sitting there as I and I are setting up, and they're. They're lamenting, like, oh, can you believe we got to go back to Chapel Hill and go talk to Mac about spring football? What are we going to yeah. ask them, you know? Like, yeah. they were so downtrodden about having to go back and cover football. Meanwhile, I won't speak for Ira, but I'm like, I can't believe I'm sitting here covering a team that's lost 20 games. I cannot wait to go watch a football practice and talk right. to our subscribers about it. So that's where we're well, at. It's a, it's a, well, it's just, different, uh, it's just different once, man. You know, North Carolina, I mean, they've dipped their toe in caring about football, but they don't. They're not good. They haven't been good by, no, by any definition. So, um, you know, if it was reversed and North Carolina was about to fall behind, get at such a competitive disadvantage that they could not compete with Kentucky and Michigan and UCLA when it came to basketball, they would be the ones that wanted out of this conference. I can promise you, and I just don't understand from the, and again, this is a very, uh, you know, niche, niche um, audience that I'm talking to, but it's like, I don't understand the rationale of Florida State being selfish in this moment. What do you want Florida State to do? Just sit there and take it for the next 13 years and not care? Meanwhile, Florida laps them with 300 more million dollars? Sorry, more than that. Probably $450 million by the time we get to 2036. You, you, but you want them to try to compete with them? Yeah, play like, better. Just play better. It, yeah, be, work harder. Work, work harder. Not Work smarter, not harder. Whatever those stupid sayings were when I worked at Gannett <laughs> as they made another round of layoffs. Um, it, that, that's what you want them to do is just grin and bear it. Yeah, you want them to do that because you don't care about football. But there are a couple teams, two or three, four teams in this conference that do care about football, and they see the writing on the wall, and they see that in the next half decade, if it stays in its current trajectory, Florida State won't be able to compete financially with the teams they're trying to compete with on the football field. North Carolina ain't trying to win shit. Sorry. Right, Sorry. Earmuffs, kids. But and neither is NC State. Neither is Louisville. And I'm not saying they're not, they don't care about their football team, but they have proven throughout our whole lives, that they are not going to compete at the highest level and win championships. Florida State and Clemson do. You need to give them a chance to do that. That's what, well, sorry, ACC won't. Florida State is trying to find the best avenue to do that. And it's just, it's hilarious to think that people blame Florida State for wanting a better deal. 
Well, I mean, come on, man. They're trying. You don't care because you're a Syracuse fan. Well, again, to your point, though, it's like not only are, are they being selfish because they don't care about football, but what they do care about, they are so well positioned to thrive in. Like they are totally set up financially to yes. be successful in basketball. Yep. Be, so, like, if a Boston College fan wants to snipe at us, I would I would understand because like they're not really exceedingly great at anything. But Correct. North Thanks Carolina, for joining the conference, though, Boston College. Yeah. You've been a great addition. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, it's madness. We'll we'll end it there. Uh, so we have some other stuff to talk about besides I don't know, fifteen minutes of me observing these guys at six in the morning in their shorts. Mm. Uh, but the law that's going through the California legislature, it's called the California Athlete Protection Act. Uh, student athletes would receive fifty percent of the sports program's revenue if that sport generates twice as much money as the cost of scholarships. So if it passes, athletes in those sports, which it's not going to be your Olympic sports, they would get up to $25,000 annually. Excess money in excess of $25,000, that would be placed in a trust. They mm. we'd be able to cash in when they graduate. Oh, and I'm not a big that I'm cool with that. Like That's 25 fine. grand, all right, cool. Well, it's twenty five grand per player, though, right? Yeah, fine, cool. Yeah, when I hear fine. about guys, it's just yeah, what is I, what I don't I don't know the math on that. I, what is the math on that? It's got to be million, obviously millions of dollars. Eighty five. Eighty five times guys. twenty twenty five thousand is two, twenty million dollars. Two point one million. Oh, it's just two point one. Yeah. Really. Two, yeah, well, comma, then who one, cares? Two, five, yeah, that's just, oh, sorry, then you can't pay uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. You, you, when he gets his raise, it won't be a $6 million raise. It'll only be a $4 million raise. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Whatever. Good luck out there, California. But this is what has other conferences, other programs ward them. If Because, again, if they pass this in California, you know, mom and dad might be like, all right, Florida State's your dream school. Well, our dream is to have a pool in the backyard, son. Go to California. Get that extra money for us, you know, or daughter, yeah, it, or daughter. Yeah, you know, know, well, that's right, that's right. But the NIL can uh, make up for some of that, and plus, maybe you don't want your son to go cross country. Mm. Just, just throwing that out there. Like, I don't want Brady to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what if Brady didn't have an opportunity to get NIL at Georgia? Are you cr are you crazy? Have right. you seen Sorry, that kid? Right. Do you know how marketable he is? We're going long. I mean, I'm losing right. my mind, obviously here. Right. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so you, you're. I don't know. You need another. You need a shot of vitamin I do energy. Need a vitamin energy. All right, that's a wrap for us. Again, tour of duty, six a.m. So when you're listening to this, there might be live updates over on Warchant.com Tribal Council. But you got to be a subscriber to tap into that stuff, and you're going to want as soon as it hits the press. So be a subscriber. We'll have YouTube video posted as well. That's free. Hit the thumbs up on that one when you catch it. Corey and I will be back Friday show. Wrap up the week, everybody. Check out that roundtable town hall replay over on Warchant TV. And then the Jeff Cameron show, 1 to 3 o'clock. All of this, Warchant.com. We got you covered. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Warchant. Presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.